I'm Sam Dingman. And I'm Mac Montandon. And on our new podcast, The Rumor, we're trying to figure out if the Orioles faked a power outage in 1997. The answer involves Baseball Hall of Famer Cal Ripken Jr., Hollywood Hall of Famer Kevin Costner, and a renegade cop who goes by Mad Dog. We're going to try to unravel this mystery before this mystery unravels us. Listen to The Rumor on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sponsored by WinBet. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. Part two, man. We got part two of the series. We got a familiar face in the house. Junior, what's up? Let the people know how you doing, man. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate that. I'm here. We're ready to do this part two. Let's get to an Eastern Conference. Let's get it done. Eastern Conference, exactly. Junior said it. Hit it on the nail, man. We got the Eastern Conference today. And if there is a delay, I do apologize to you guys because, you know, Zoom got a little delay going on. Wi-Fi is not doing good with us here. But it's all good. You know what I'm saying? The show must go on. So we will keep going on, man. So let's do this, man. So we got the Eastern Conference just as same same as last week. But instead of the Western Conference, we got East. So we're just going to jump right into this. Just like how last week we started with the champs, we're going to start with the I mean, not the champs, but who's the East is closest to the champs. So we got we got the Heat, man. We got the Heat as the first team. I gave the Heat a C plus. Okay, I give the Heat a C plus because they, they, they had a, they had a good draft. They, they drafted Precious Akunagi. I can't even say his name with, with the twentieth pick. Sign sign Avery Bradley. Sign Maurice Harkless. But what what hurts to me is that they lost Jay Crowder, lost Derek Jones Jr., lost Solomon Hill. And the reason why I give them a C plus is because Avery Bradley and, and, and Maurice Harless are good players, but I'm not sure exactly how they'll fit on the team because Avery Bradley is, plays two. He's not going to play over Jimmy Dragic or Duncan Robinson. So that's that's a little bit of con, uh, confusion. But I did want to say that Precious, uh, the, their draft pick that they picked up, Precious, I think he has great potential under Bam. That's like another like agile big. So, I mean, I, I think that he got a C plus. Jenner, what you feel about that? I got him on the C plus as well. I, I do. I think that that off the bat, we're already agreeing on the grades. But a little bit about Bradley, though. Like I think he could play the one as well. I think he's got he's got he's not a ball handler per se, but on defense, I feel like he guard pretty much any guard. That's kind of what he did on the Lakers. On the Lakers, he remember he was playing the one, KCP the two, LeBron the three, despite being the ball handler. And uh, but you know you saw everybody kind of play into that one role, but I think you could kind of play either one of them. So you know Bradley's a great pickup. He was a solid piece for the Lakers last year. Um, I think honestly for him the writing was on the wall. He saw that the Lakers could win without him, so maybe he thought he wasn't needed, and and he decided to go to Miami. 
but honestly, the only thing that's a little weird is I want to see how much he's going to play this season. Because as we know, he chose not to go to a COVID-free safe bubble in Florida last season just to go to Florida this season with no bubble. Uh, so let's see if he'll even play. And it's not, it's not a dig at him, but what I'm saying is just like the conditions were safer last year than they are this year. And now he's in Florida still. So, so you know, let's see how much he even plays. That's, again, not a dig on him, but all I'm saying is just like he couldn't play because of the bubble last time. So is he going to play? Is he going to be available? You know, best type of ability is going to be delayed, but I know you're going to say availability. Exactly. Uh, so, so they re-signed Bam Adebayo and Dragic, which is nice. But like you said, lost Crowder, lost Derek Jones Jr. And I thought they were in the Giannis sweepstakes, but um, I now clearly they're not because he re-signed. But even before he re-signed, um, you know, none of the moves that they made predicted them getting Giannis or leaving space for Giannis. So, Maybe they already knew he wasn't going to sign. You know, it's the same thing when, you know, the Lakers were in the Giannis sweepstakes before. And then as soon as they signed, they gave LeBron an extension. They signed AD to this massive contract. They thought, oh, maybe Giannis is going to not, maybe Giannis is going to resign. You know, obviously the NBA is going to know stuff before we know. So, uh, except for me, I have my sources. But, uh, you know, so we'll see. Uh, oh, I mean, I guess, I guess back to Miami, you know, I think they got a C plus. A good offseason average offseason i'd say so yeah i got a fair grade couldn't couldn't agree any couldn't agree anymore man exactly uh so moving on to the next team we got the atlanta hawks man wow what a good offseason man a minus for me i give them an a minus i give them an a minus man they drafted aneka onuki like they they got a bunch of players in the draft They got a bunch of players in this draft with just the craziest name, but the, the, they drafted Lamella Ball's high school teammate. He played in high. He played at Chino Hills with Lamella Ball, the 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 guy that they drafted with the sixth pick. They signed Danilo Gallinari, which I was watching the Hawks game yesterday. Whoo, he's cold. Signed Rondo, which I'm not really sure how that's going to work out. To be honest with you, signed Chris Dunn. This is a good veteran presence for 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 Trey Young. Yeah, de- definitely, definitely. Sign, sign Solomon Hill. Sign, sign Bogdan Bogdanovich. But what hurts to me is that they lost Jeff Teague, lost Dwayne Dedman, and what hurts most is they lost Vince Carter to retirement. Man, VC finally, finally hung his shoes up, man. But uh, the reason why I gave them the A minus is because they went from the bottom of the East to playoff contenders. They are legit playoff contenders now, and I think that they're they're. Uh, their three-point shooting, their range is going to be money this year. They're going to be money Nuts. from deep, man. And we got, and like these are only the off-season moves. Let's not forget they also saw, they also got Clint Capella in that in that in that trade. So they have Clint Capella, which is going to be nice too. He had some great preseason moments. So how do you feel about the Hawks, Junior? I, it's funny actually. So as soon as you said Atlanta, I was like, what? Because I got a name minus as well for him. So we're two for two. Uh, I agree with you, man. They got, you know, solid pieces from last year. Last year they had a developing Trey Young, who's developing but already super good. They had John Collison's developing and still, you know, getting better yeah. and better. They had Clint Capella, who's a solid piece. And now all of a sudden they come in swooping out of nowhere and just picking up free agents left and right. Uh, Bogdanovich, which was a little bit of an overpay, but they needed to do it. And I think it works out well. It's going to round out their team real well because they got Bogdanovich is a shooter. Trey Young's a shooter. Gallinari's a shooter. You know, that was a huge pickup for them, Gallinari. 
Um, and like you said, DC retiring, but then they got Rondo now to bring that veteran leadership, you know? And I think Rondo's going to contribute more than Vince Carter was contributing because Vince Carter was like 41 and his game was all dunks already anyway, right? So like there's not much left of dunking at 41 for a professional athlete because, you know, they just, just put all this wear and tear on their body. I'll still be dunking at 41. <laughs> uh, but Rondo, you know, he's a player that maybe doesn't need his athleticism as much. His 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 power is up there, you know. So uh, um, he's got a, he's got that veteran leadership. He can uh, he can help teach Trey Young. Next time they see Chris Paul, he's gonna piece him again. Uh, <laughs> and then they got they got Chris Dunn for cheap too, which was nice. Like didn't pay that much for Chris Dunn, and they didn't really lose anybody of value. I think like I think just maybe Jeff Teague, but I don't think Dwayne Dedman was that big of a loss for them considering what they brought in. So I agree with you. They went from bottom of the East to um, to to a playoff contention. I actually I, I'm confident they will be in the playoffs this year. Put it on wax right now. It's the second wax prediction. They will be in the playoffs next season. I mean, they have to. Okay, it, barring major injuries, they should be in the playoffs next. Season. That's that's my guess. Great move by 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 the Hawks GM. I forgot his name, but. He looks like somebody I know. But yeah, great move. Great move by, by the Hawks, period. The Hawks organization. That's not, let's not just cut the credit to the GM, just to everybody. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, the Hawks. The Hawks had a great, had a great offseason. Um, one, one of the best, actually, in the East. But moving on to the next team, I got the Cleveland Cavaliers. Real quick. Real quick. What's up? Real quick. Did you say the, the best offseason or one of the best? One of the best. Not number one. Not number one. Interesting. I initially had him as my number one, but as I did the list, they actually became number two for me. So I'm curious to see who you got for number one. I think I think we have the same team because I think only two good teams, only two teams in the East had really good off seasons, and the Hawks is one of them. So we'll see. We'll get to it. But let's get to the Cavs now. Okay. All right. So 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 for the Cavs, I, I gave the Cavs a C uh, because to be honest with you, they didn't really do much. Like didn't really get that much better or that much worse they did lose tristan thompson jordan bell uh but then they re-signed uh but then but then they signed uh javel mcgee and thon maker which which are which are good pickups but i i I like i would say javel mcgee and tristan thompson are pretty even like to be honest with you so like i think the the biggest highlight I think that the, the biggest highlight that they had was was their their fifth pick, which is another name is hard to pronounce, Isaac Okeroko or something like that. So um, so yeah, I, I gave it, I gave just them a C, regular C. How you feel, Jenner? I got I got him at a C plus. Um, I think they did nothing except they got McGee uh, for only a few picks. So so that was that was good for them, especially given that they lost Thompson. So, you know, it's good to replace a big that they lost. Uh, aside from that, though, nothing else. Just in an average offseason, he made a good pick, like you said. Isaac O. I'm going to just leave it at that. Uh, and I think they had to get into just a, a, a average, if not slightly above average offseason. So I just gave him a C plus. Okay. Okay. So moving on to the next team, I got the Celtics. I gave the Celtics a, I gave the Celtics a B minus. The reason why I gave it a B minus is because – they signed Tristan Thompson, which is great. Signed Jeff T, which is great. Resigned Taco Falls on, the, on that two-way contract, which is which is real cheap. You know what I'm saying? Because he could become something great, but also could not. But what I think what I think hurts is losing is losing Gordon Hayward, losing Ennis Kanter, losing Brad Wanamaker, and like Tristan Thompson makes up for what Ennis Kanter 
what Anders Kenner uh, brought. Jeff Teague makes up for. Are you sure? What? I, are you sure? I know you're leader of the Anders Kenner fan club. So <laughs> are you sure Thompson makes up for that? He can. He, he can at least. He can at least come close to halving what. what he can Ennis lace Kenner up his shoes. <laughs> as long as he laces them up. <laughs> So, uh, so I think, and I think Jeff Teague will make up for the scoring that uh, that Gordon Hayward leaves out with him not being there. But I think what hurts most, and the reason why they got the B minus, is is Brad Watermaker, which which is crazy. It's like who's Brad Watermaker? But like he he brought solid bench scoring for them, and now they lost that solid bench scoring. And I think that now we'll see we'll we'll see who who's going to be able to who's because Jeff Teague's going to start. So we'll, we'll see who's going to be able to have that spark off the bench when the starters are on the bench. How do you feel about the Celtics? Jeff Teague's going to start? Uh, wouldn't Kemba Walker start? Oh, if he plays. <laughs> if he yeah, plays. That's true. Best type of ability? It's availability. Yes, sir. Uh, so, yeah, no, I gave him a C plus, actually, uh, because they lost a significant player for nothing. They, they, they lost Gordon Hayward. From, they couldn't even get a sign and trade, like, Everybody's getting sign and trades nowadays. Remember, uh, the Warriors got a sign and trade with Kevin Durant. I mean, lots of players, lots of teams with sign and trades. And the Celtics, supposedly, you know, Danny Ainge is supposed to be this 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 great GM that that can pull off all sorts of wizard. The, the, Rob Palinka is what Celtics fans think that Danny Ainge is, and uh, he couldn't even get a, a sign and trade down for Gordon Hayward. And anyway, bro, he. Do you know who he was dealing with? Mitch Kupchak, bro, and Michael Jordan. That's like the worst front office you could possibly get. And I can talk about Mitch Kupchak because he screwed up some moves, man. Uh, uh, he's, he's done his fair share of good moves, but, man, he's been on a downhill climb since those that Luol Deng and Timothy Moskov deals. But that's another story. Uh, uh, so, man, he was dealing with one of the worst front, front offices in the league, and he still couldn't even get a sign and trade. That's, that's weak. Um, and, and honestly, the, the only reason I gave him a C instead of like a C minus is because they re-signed or not re-signed, or I guess that's, yeah, re-signed, re-signed or extended a player that's a franchise saver, my boy, Jason Tatum. Uh, man, I like Jason Tatum so much. He's I remember when the Lakers drafted Lonzo Ball, I was like, no, draft Jason Tatum instead. You know, they needed a guard again, but they should have, they should have never traded D'Angelo Russell. And they should have kept Angela Russell and then brought Jason Tatum along. Ooh, we, but this isn't the Lakers talk podcast. Let me, let me go back. Uh, uh, anyway, they were able to pick up uh, Tristan Thompson for cheap, which is good too. But you know, they lost John's favorite player and a scanter. So it, it's, it's tough to, to, to give them a much better grade than a C plus. It's kind of where I'm at with that. Okay. Okay. I got you. Uh, so, how about let's move on to a different team. Let's move on to what I think is the the third best team in the East to uh, well, off seasons move. I think I think they were the first, the third best team. And number one, we'll still get to number one a little later. But number three, the best, the number third best off season moves. I'm going with the Pistons, man. I gave the Pistons a B plus, man. So look, so they drafted Killin Kill- Kill- Hayes with the seventh pick. They also drafted Isaiah Stewart with the 16th pick, traded for Delonte Wright, traded for uh, Rodney Magruder, traded for Dwayne Dedman. But that's not that's not the big part. Their signings, their free agency was crazy. They went from a 
bottom seed team to a playoff team. They signed Jeremy Grant, signed Mason Plumlee, signed Jaleel Okafor, Josh Jackson, signed my guy LiAngelo Ball, but then cut him after one game. <laughs> Didn't even play him. Jeez. Didn't even play him, then cut him. But again, what, the reason why I could not give him that A is because they lost Luke Kennard, lost Christian Wood. And I've been watching Christian Wood, boy. He's, he's, he's going to come out to be real good. I don't know what they were doing trading him. So uh, so that hurts. They also lost Brendan Knight, John Henson, Thon Maker. But the reason why I give them that B pl- – that's the reason why I can't give them an A because they lost all those players. But the reason why I give them the B plus is because they finally put a team around D. Rose and Blake Griffin. D. Rose and Blake Griffin finally now have a chance. And one thing that one, – one thing that I do want to bring up that is kind of funny is I bet you Andre Drummond is killing himself right now. He was there for like eight years. They didn't do nothing. Went to the Cavs, which is worse than them. And now they did something. So he's probably killing himself. But uh, one thing that Everybody's I do want to ask. Paid. He getting paid, though. He getting paid. One thing I want to ask you, though, Jenner. So uh, this for agency, they picked up Jeremy Grant, who actually for the eight of the eight seasons that he's been in the NBA, seven of those eight, he's played Blake Griffin's position. So my question to you is, what do you think the Pistons will do? Do you think they'll move Blake, or do you think they'll move Jeremy Grant? I think they move Jeremy Grant because he is—he—he's not as beefy as 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 Blake Griffin, and I honestly think that he can play the three better than he can play the four. I think he was playing a lot of the three actually during the the playoffs with the Nuggets. If I'm not mistaken, he was playing the three a lot, or at least on defense he was because I know he was going after LeBron. And um, honestly, like I think I think that moving they could easily fit in Grant at the three keep Blake at the four and then just have Derrick Rose obviously run the one. So I think Grant's a versatile enough player that I shouldn't be a problem. So they can, they can make it work. Okay. How, how, and yeah. how do you feel about the Pistons? I gave him, I gave, I gave him a B minus. I think adding Grant was huge, but losing Christian Wood was big too. Like I, I wasn't ready to say maybe they're the third best team in the, in the East as far as moves, just because Losing Christian Wood is tough. Like you said, man, he's making – like, he's a solid player. It's tough to lose Christian Wood. And and here's the thing about – because you said, you said, you know, they lost Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard is not that good, in my opinion, okay? But I'm going to tell you this. This is what I'm going to tell you. Uh, uh, losing Luke Kennard hurts the Pistons more than gaining Luke Kennard helps the Clippers. And the reason I say that is because the Pistons aren't swimming in talent, right? On paper, the Clippers have a good team, you know? Uh, I mean, they have Kawhi. That's it, because uh, Paul George sucks. But uh, no, they, they no, I'm just kidding. Uh, they're not swimming in talent, right? So losing him actually, I think, will affect them more than adding him to the Clippers affects the Clippers. Um, like you said, Plumlee, Josh Jackson, Jaleel Okafor, they're all good additions, but not great additions. So... Um, if Plumlee plays like he used to, sure. Um, but Jackson and Okafor, like, they were, if you look, I mean, they all got drafted pretty high. I think Jackson was like third or fourth, and Okafor was, Okafor was pretty high too. Yeah. When he was initially drafted. So if they play like they were supposed to when they got drafted or like, hey, when they were predicted to play, they'll be a really good team. So this has got a potential to become a great offseason, but I just want to see how it unfolds and how it develops, you know? That's why I think they're good additions, but they're not great additions. It's kind of it's kind of how I feel about it. But uh, but uh, but I want to know what do you think about about Jeremy Grant and Blake Griffin at the three and four? Uh, is that something that you think that will be a problem for them? Do you think it could cause chemistry issues? Like how are you feeling about it? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that it, it depends how the how the the Pistons handle it, right? So if, if the Pistons are if the Pistons don't give consistent minutes to Blake Griffin at the four, then I think that ke- that chemistry issues can 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 arise, right? But if they from the, from the rip at the beginning of the season, set, let Blake know what he's doing. Let Jeremy Grant know what he's doing. Let another let him know their positions right. and don't switch it. Then uh, it'll be good. But I think that if they keep flip flopping, flip flopping, flip flopping, I think that some some chemistry issues will will, will grow because that that's the number one thing I thought of when I was doing this list. I was like, hmm, that's crazy. So Jeremy Grant played Blake's position for more than half of all of his all of his career. Uh, his career, but like how you mentioned, he was thriving a lot at the three uh, on Denver uh, last year. But then again, the league is also positionless now, so you know, <laughs> it's just That's like kind of go out there and hoop. Yeah, exactly. All right, exactly. Cool, cool. Who you got next? All right. So now let's move to the six. Let's move to the six. Let's talk about the Raptors, man. Let's talk about the Toronto Raptors. I gave them a D. I gave him a D, one of the lowest grades Woo! in the offseason. A D, man, yes. My guy was aggressive with those grades. Check this out. Look, this is this is why. This is why I gave him the D. So they signed Aaron Baines, signed Boss. Alex Len. <laughs> so so, so, so the, they signed Alex Len, re-signed re, – were they able to re-sign uh, Chris, Chris Boucher? I, I think that's his name. He, he has a lot Boucher. of – Boucher, yeah. he, he he has a lot of uh, a lot of potential. Young, real young cat. It's got to get a lot bigger. Uh, but to me, what hurts, and the reason why I gave them a D, is because they lost Ibaka, and they lost Marcus Hall, and they lost uh, uh, Rondo Hollis Jefferson. Right. So the Raptors' most common starting lineup last year consisted of Marcus Hall starting as center. So they lost their starting center. Their second most common lineup as center was Serge Ibaka. They lost Serge Ibaka. So they lost their their number one and number two option in the starting lineup, and they signed two centers who are worse than those two guys in in, in Alex Lynn and uh, in Aaron Baines. So uh, I don't really see the I don't really see the future like looking too bright for the Raptors. I, I and I feel bad. You know, I hope I hope my guy Spicy P figures something out. And um, maybe gets out of there or something because I don't know now. Now, now losing those two guys that hurts. <laughs> you come to LA. <laughs> uh, no, I hear you. I hear you. I I, I actually gave him a C minus, but you know, uh, looking at this grade, maybe I should have given him like a D or a D plus because they 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 lost Ibaka and Gasol, and that's huge. Like that's no one they added comes to close to what they lost. You know, and and. Their best move was re-signing Fred Van Vliet, who's not a franchise saver. He's a good player, but he's not a franchise saver. You know, that's actually like when I was when I did when I was working on my list. I when I went through the Raptors right after I went through the Celtics, and I'm like, mm, they have similarities. They both lost. They both lost significant players for nothing, and they both re-signed. You know, their best respective player. Well, no, not uh, Toronto's best player is is Spicy P, but they both re-signed you know, solid players for them. But the difference is the Raptors re-signed Fred Van Vliet, who's not a franchise saver, and the Celtics re-signed Jason Tatum, who is a franchise saver. So so, so I think that for the Raptors, it's just a straight C-minus, man. Like, losing Ibaka and Gasol and not replacing them with anybody of, of, of equal talent, you know, with stuff. Especially because the Lakers gave up McGee to sign Gasol. So, you know, why couldn't they have worked out a sign-and-trade where they send McGee to Toronto and get Gasol back? You know, something like that. 
they could, you know, they could have worked it out, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Masai Ujiri is known as a good GM, but man, I don't know what he's doing. He fumbled the bag this offseason. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I hear you, but yeah, no, it was it was definitely tough this off season, but yeah, see, man, it's not a good off season for 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 the Raptors. Tell me who you got next. All right, so next we got the Seventy Sixers, man. So I I went ahead and gave the Seventy Sixers a B because they they drafted they drafted Ty, to Tyrese Maxey the twenty first pick, traded for Danny Green, traded for Seth Curry, traded for uh, Terrence Ferguson. Anthony Bradley signed Dwight Howard, but they lost Al Horford, lost Josh Richardson, lost Alec Burke. And the reason why I gave him a B is because they finally now have shooters around Ben, around around uh, uh, Ben Simmons, because everybody knows Ben Simmons cannot shoot to save his life. So disrespecting JJ Redick though. <laughs> but now, but uh, multiple shooters is with, with I don't want to I, I say this on ice. Danny Green is a shooter. So sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> somebody, he's not a shooter every game. Exactly. But so, so I, I say this real, real carefully, but Danny Green can be a shooter. So like, that's a great addition to, to leave around Ben Simmons. Seth Curry is a great addition to leave around Ben Simmons. Cause now that opens up the lane for Ben Simmons. That allows Ben Simmons to, because then you can't clog the lane, you know, the same way you guard Giannis, you, you just clog the lane. That's the same way they regard Ben Simmons. I know you've seen that famous video of LeBron going under the screen and just hanging out at the hoop, waiting for Ben Simmons to shoot. Yeah. But like, with shooters, with shooters around you, you you can't clog the lane because you you can't leave a Danny Green wide open. May on the Lakers you can. You can't leave you can't leave a, a Seth Green a, a Seth Green Seth Curry wide uh, wide open because that's cash from deep. So I think that that's great yeah. for the 76ers. Finally, allows their offense to have more fluidity. So I am I am that's a great analysis by the way. But I'm a little shocked right now because when we're talking about who's the best team in the East, the Sixers are actually my best team in the East with their offseason moves. So I thought you were gonna tell me the Sixers. No, for no. me it's the Sixers. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Let me tell you why, Sway. Let me tell you why. Uh they picked up Dwight Howard on a minimum deal. All right, and Dwight Howard's better than a minimum player. He showed that last season. They picked up Danny Green. They picked up Seth Curry. They got rid of Horford in his contract. Horford is not the player he used to be, and he's getting paid like he used to play, but not how he plays now. And they got Doc Rivers. That's a solid, like, look, they upgraded their coach. They got a solid backup for Joel Embiid. They got, like you said, shooters around Ben Simmons. They've addressed almost every position they needed. The reason I gave them, I gave them an A minus, and tell you my grade, I gave them an A minus, and not an A plus, because. Dwight, Danny Green, and Seth Curry are good. They're not great. They're, they're, they're good additions, but it's not some amazing groundbreaking work that Daryl Morey did here. But still, they're good players, and that's an A-. Like I, like I said, I had the Hawks as my best team off, off, off the dome. I said, oh, the Hawks had the best offseason in the East. But really, in my opinion, it was, it was the Sixers. They addressed everything they needed. And look, now they're going to have uh, 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 Joel Embiid. I'm not going to go through the starting lineup in my head, but probably Joel Embiid. Goodbye. Excuse me, Tobias Harris, uh, 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 Danny Green, Ben Simmons. I don't know who, who would start at the three or at the four if you move Tobias Harris to the three. But they, so the, and then they have a good bench, a good bench unit. Seth Curry, they got Dwight Howard. You know, they have, they have a, a decent enough team, I think. Is, is Josh Richardson still there? No, he, he just got traded away no. in this in this offseason. Okay, okay. Because I was going to say, if they had Josh Richardson too, like that's a solid team. 
but but anyway, yeah, I had him. I had him as my best team of the East. So I'm really curious to find out who you got in your best team as the East now, because it's not the Sixers. I don't know who it is, man. I got my best my best team in the East. I'm realizing now is really gonna blow your mind, but I, I I know I understand. I know why they are. We'll get there when we get there. Moving on to the next team, we got the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> Moving on to the next team, man, we got the Charlotte Hornets, man. So everybody know I gave him a B minus, and everybody knows they drafted Lamelo Ball, signed Gordon Hayward, and and was able to bring back Bizback Biombo. Uh, but again, lost lost Dwayne Bacon, which hurts. Uh, just want to bring this up. It's kind of I don't even know who this guy is, but they lost some player named Ray Spalding. It's kind of funny because that's the name of the ball. <laughs> so it's a little ironic there. Uh, but again, I gave him. Remember, remember you said you only didn't make it into the league because they used Spalding instead of Wilson balls. Are they, yeah. are they switching to Wilson now? You're going to have no more excuses. <laughs> it's, it's, you have no more excuses. No, it's, it's not it's to hide or anything. It's because it's, it's it's when, when I was younger. It's because it didn't, it didn't happen when I was younger. <laughs> uh, uh, like the window's closed now. The window's closed. Sorry. <laughs> Right, but, go ahead. Go ahead. But uh, so the reason why I gave him a B minus because now I think that the Hornets are actually real uh, playoff contenders. I think now they are real playoff contenders. But the reason why I could not give them higher than a B minus is because oh my god, they overpaid Gordon Hayward. They paid Gordon Hayward like he's like he's a superstar today. Like he's not. They they paid Gordon Hayward like he's not thirty one. Like in four years, he's not going to be thirty five years old. That's, I was like, what are you guys doing for that? But Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan. He, he has some up his sleeve. He's doing that. But uh, so, yeah, so I gave the Hornets a few money. Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan on the court, not a Michael Jordan an owner. Uh, I'm going to get to it. Finish, finish, finish your skit because I'm going to get to it. That's it. That's it. I gave him a B minus. What, what you got? I got him as at a C plus. They got Gordon Hayward, which is good. He's a good player. But they, yeah, way overpaid for him. They kind of needed to, which they needed to if they wanted to get him. But still, way overpaid. 120, and, and it's right? Crazy because you remember, yeah, Kemba was willing to stay if they would have paid him, but they wouldn't pay Kemba. Kemba was way Terry. better than Gordon Hayward has ever been. They pay Scary Terry. One thing scary about him is that contract. Uh, uh, they, they, they were Kemba would have stayed if they would have paid him. They didn't pay him like he, they should have, so he left. And but now they pay Gordon Hayward. It makes zero sense. Jordan might be one of the worst owners in the league. Take it personal. I hope you're listening. He might be one of the worst owners in the league. Like, I don't know how Mitch Kupchak still has his job. Like I really, I really don't. I really don't. Like and, and drafting Lamelo Ball was good, but also there, there were three standouts in this class: Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, and Lamelo Ball. He was the only one left out of the three. You know what I mean? Like 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 they have other good players in the draft. Like you know like. Uh, I don't know, uh, Obi Toppin, but but uh, but but still, like you weren't gonna draft any of those players above the middle ball. Like there was a solidified top three, you know. You know those those three players are going three in some order. So it's only one of them left to pick. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, good job picking what everybody already knew. Yeah. You know, like I I don't get I don't give them huge kudos on on draft picks. Like I think I think for you to be to for a front office to receive credit in getting draft picks. You gotta do. You gotta, you know, find some stars late in draft. Cal Kuzma, like, oh, St. Cal Kuzma's a superstar, but like, he's he was not. He, there's not twenty. Yeah, that's not twenty-seven players better than him in in that draft class. Taylor Horton Tucker, second round pick, and you see how he's going. Even though you, I know, I know you don't rock with THT, but THT is that boy. I don't uh, know. I don't know. I'm skeptical. Anyway, Isaiah Thomas. 
Isaiah Thomas, you know, he was the last pick overall. Yeah, that's a gem. You know what I mean? Anybody in the second round that makes a name for themselves is a gem, basically. So, yeah, you, you, you have a third pick and you draft a top three player. It's, you know what I mean? And some teams will still screw that up like the Lakers did. They drafted Lonzo when they could have had De'Aaron Fox, when they could have had Jason Tatum. You know what I mean? But then you have teams, again, using the Lakers as an example, they'll pick up those late round gems. But look, I mean, Thomas Bryan is a solid player. He was a late, he was a late pick. Uh, uh, Thomas Bryan was a late pick. Uh, Zubak was a late pick. Kuzma was a late pick. THT was a late pick. They're all good players that were picked later than they should have been, you know? Yeah. So uh, uh, it's all like that's when I was give credit to a front office. But when you have the third pick and you draft the third best player in the draft, you know what I mean? Shows me that you can play NBA 2K career mode. That's it. <laughs> All right, By the way, all right. talk to me. Talk to me about the being the best trader in two K career mode. Stop the cap. Rob Palinka came to me asking for advice last offseason. He's like, Junior, I know you do such good work with your trades, man. Like, tell me what can I do to, to just sign AD and sign this team? Tell me what, Junior. Please, we need some information. Stop the cap. <laughs> That's funny. Tell me who you got next. So for the net, the next I got the, I got the Nets. I gave I gave the Nets a C. Uh, the reason why I gave the Nets a C is because you know they traded for traded for Larry Shaman, traded for uh, signed Jeff Green, uh, lost but lost Garrett Temple, lost Tyler Johnson, lost Jamal Crawford, Justin Anderson, Michael Beasley, Wilson Chandler, uh, and the reason why I gave them a C is because they lo- they lost uh, like a bunch of they, they lost a bunch of guys, but. Again, like the, all the guys I listed are kind of like they don't really do much on on the court, and and I get it. You know the Nets are in now win now mode, so I guess which is which is why I understand why they gave up so many players. But uh, but yeah, I gave them a C because I, I don't think they got that much better. I think they just they're really the same now. If anything, how do you feel about the Nets? Here? So for the Nets, I give them a C. Uh, I think they didn't bring anybody significant in or out. Bringing in Landry Shemmett was nice, but overpaying Joe Harris was not. And that's what they did. They, they, they gave him more money than they needed to. Um, but, you know, I'm like you said, they're in win-now mode. I'm curious to see how it's going to work out with Kyrie and KD. They're obviously, you know, two of the top players in the league. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. How's KD going to look after that Achilles? You know, it's be interesting to see. KD, KD's a monster. He's a walking bucket. So I'm sure he'll still be real, real good. But I'm curious to see, is he going to be that KD that we knew? Is it going to be a step down? Because, I mean, even a hobble of KD is still, like, a top, like, 15 Crazy. player in the league. Yeah. So, so you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. And, I mean, that's me being generous of 15. It's tough because right now there's just so many talents. It's hard to say he's top 10 hobbled. But healthy KD is top five. Like, so we just, we're just going to have to see kind of what's happening with, uh, with you know, how, 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 he, how he looks. In the, in, you know, in the, in the regular season, not just in the preseason. But, anyway, I got him in a seat. Who you got next? All right, next we I got the Chicago Bulls, man. I I, I gave Chicago Bulls a D. Didn't really do much besides lose lose Chris Dunn. You know they signed Gary Temple and lost Chris Dunn, and Chris Dunn was a great starting point guard for them. Uh, so that that's really all they did, to be honest with you. So that, that's why I gave him I gave him a D. How you feel about that? I gave him a C minus. So no one significant in or out. Losing Chris Dunn for losing Chris Dunn for nothing is tough. Uh, bringing in Garrett Temple is something, but it's not much. But what I actually – the reason why I gave him a C-minus and not a D is because they were able to actually stave off all the Zach Levine to the Lakers rumors. Because I don't know if you remember that, but that was actually popping last season. Yeah. 
that they were like, oh, Zach Levine wants out. Not, not even necessarily to the Lakers, he just wants out of Chicago. And Zach Levine wants out of this. You didn't hear a noise about that this offseason. So they were able to keep all that off the table and, and, and take care, handle that business. You know, sometimes we look so much at who do they bring in? Who do they lose? But we don't look at who they, were they able to retain? Who are they able to, you know, keep on the roster and, 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 and not lose in, in a sense. I mean, I, I guess I kind of contradicts what I say. Who do they bring in? Who do they lose? But I mean, like, who do they keep satisfied? Is, is, I guess is what I'm saying, right? Because if, if Levine isn't talking, that means maybe, you know, he's okay with giving the Bulls another go. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But I think that that's the reason why, you know, it's not, oh, groundbreaking offseason. They kept Zach Levine. But it's a little bit of a step above for me just because they were able to, you know, push off all the rumors and keep them going. Okay, so so just just a quick question for you. So you you said that something that's important on a team is like how happy you keep a player in, like to, to keep a player in, like that's something that you mentioned that's that you would agree is important. Okay, so since since that's the case, I am going to break stride. And I, I had the Pacers next, but I'm not doing the Pacers. I'm doing the well, best. The Pacers is a team that does that too. And I'm well, doing, go ahead, tell me. Tell me. I'm doing the. My, I'm telling you my number one Eastern Conference offseason moves. Ooh. Who had number? Who had number one? The Pacers were supposed to be next, but we'll do the Pacers later. The number one, and one of the reasons is is because you said it before you freak out. I gave the Bucks an A. I gave the <laughs> I gave the Bucks an A. Listen, talk to me. Listen, listen, listen. So let, let me tell you why. One reason is because of that. Is because that you just listed right there. They were able to keep their star player happy in Giannis, right? But I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll, I'll connect all the dots. So they traded for Drew Holiday, which is absolutely amazing and helps their team like a hundred percent, right? They were able to sign DJ Augustine, sign Nick Stocks, Nick Stocks, and sign Bobby Portis. Again, something that hurts is they is is they lost Eric Bledsoe, they lost they lost Wesley Matthews, they lost George Hill, lost Robin Lopez, lost Frank Mason, lost Cal Corver, lost a, a, a bunch of players, a lot of guys. But then again, besides Eric Bledsoe and George Hill and Wesley Matthews, none of those guys are really doing anything. Uh, but so the so so. They lost. They lost a lot of shooters, you know, on and on and on and off the bench, and they need shooters around Giannis, so that that hurts. But the reason why I gave them the A is because I know they they choked in the playoffs, but the number one defense just got better. The number one defense just signed Drew Holiday, someone who's one of the most underrated guard defenders. The number one defense just signed Bobby Portis, who's one of the most craziest defenders. Just his eyes are like this big, and he just <laughs> Bobby Portis just knocks people, push people over. Yeah, but th- 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 that's that Ron Artest intimidation factor. So they got, so they got, they got, they got, they signed. They were able to. The number one defense were able to, was able to add Bobby Portis. The number one defense was able to add Drew Holiday. And so, so that, that's that's one of the reasons why I gave him the A. Another reason why I gave him the A is because, like how you mentioned, they were a, signing Drew Holiday. I think, in my opinion, solidified Giannis staying. If they wouldn't have signed Drew Holiday, I think Giannis might have been gone because he would have been like, okay, well, I, I like, what are you offering me? You know what I'm saying? What are you offering me? And 
that that move right there was like boom look we we're offering something we're not going to be the same as we were last year and they were showing Giannis something and that's something that kept him happy and that that right there alone can be the reason why a cuz to lose to lose Giannis that hurts like that that would they would they might have got an f if they lost Giannis cuz you got to do with a player like that you got to do anything yeah. in your power possible to keep him right everything so 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 and, and my third and final point as to why they got an A is because so they had Eric Bledsoe and George Hill as as the the, the two guards the one off the bench guard and being George Hill and the starting guard being Eric Bledsoe. Now they have Drew Holiday, which is better than Eric Bledsoe, as a starting guard, and DJ Augustine, which is better than than George Hill as a bench as as the coming off the bench guard. So I think that like in every way possible. They got better. Drew Holiday can shoot the lights out, can defend. DJ Augustine can shoot the lights out, can't really defend. He's like five nine. But but so 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 that that's why like they they kept Giannis, it gives them an A. They were able to get better a backup guard and a starting guard, and they and they made the number one defense even better. So to me, the 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 Bucks took it no doubt in the East. How you feel about the Bucks, Junior? All right, so you actually convinced me a bit. You convinced me a bit. You brought us some good points. So I'm going to tell you, I actually had written this before Giannis resigned, but I updated something. So I'm going to tell you this. So they made some good moves, but you forgot one big thing. They fumbled big time Bogdan Bogdanovich. Remember, they were actually going to get him, remember? Yeah. And somebody just kept talking way too much, and they ended up getting just that, that trade fell through. So – at first, I agree. It looked like they were going to get an A. They got through Holiday. They were about to get Bogdanovich. All they needed to do was re-sign Giannis, and they would have had an A-plus offseason. They would have done all three of those things. Then, when I wrote this, they had done one of those three things because they lost Bogdanovich, they got Drew Holiday, but they hadn't re-signed Giannis at the time. So I had dropped him to a C because they didn't lose Giannis yet. They had just – they had just uh, – uh, uh, they just hadn't re-signed him yet. So – it was taking long. He was talking to the media. I mean, I know you've seen some of the interviews. He, the way he was talking, it looks like he wasn't going to be there for very long. Yeah. Uh, um, and they gave up a lot to get Holiday. Like I think they paid the, the they paid the, the the Pelicans a not as good but a comparable package to what the Lakers gave the Pelicans for Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is miles better than Drew Holiday. Definitely. And they gave him. I think that the 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 Bucks actually gave up more picks, but, but not as many assets, right? Like Brandon Ingram, obviously being the standout asset in the Anthony Davis trade. But but honestly, I said I said this initially. If Drew Holiday gets Giannis to resign, which you brought up that point, and I agree that that was a big factor. That doesn't matter what they paid for Drew Holiday. They could have given him everybody if they got Giannis to resign. But and they did. So I bumped them from then to a B, to a B, because they were able to keep Giannis, which is great. That bumps them up an entire letter grade. But like you said, losing Bledsoe, losing Wes Matthews is going to hurt them too. Um, I, I think that Wes Matthews was able to give them that shooter presence, and he's a decent enough defender. Bledsoe is a good guard that they that they lost as well. So I agree, Drew Holiday is an upgrade. So looking at the whole, looking at the picture as. Look, did their starting five get better? I think their starting five did get better, but that that came at the cost of depth, and that and that came at, at the same time. It's not as good as it could have been because they had Bogdanovich done and then just screwed it up. You know what I mean? 
So, so, so had they gotten all those three things, they would have gotten a, a, an A, an A, an A plus, an A. If they would have gotten none of those things, they would have gotten an F or a D. They, if they would have gotten one of those things, I had them in the C, so now with Reese Hanayamas, I bring them to a B. That's kind of how I rationale my way to it. So I agree. They had a good offseason, but I still don't think it was a more significant change to, than the Sixers did, in my, my opinion, because I think the Sixers significantly improved, whereas I feel that the Bucks really – I mean, it really just drew Holiday as an improvement. It was, it's a good improvement. He's significantly better than who was running the one for – I think it was Bledsoe that was running the one Bledsoe, for them last yeah. year. But it was a significant improvement over Bledsoe. But that's it. You know what I mean? Holiday's out. Giannis is out. You know, what you're going to get. And is Holiday even that good of a shooter? Yeah, he is a good shooter. He shoots, he shoots uh, like 30, think, 35% from three. Okay, that's fair. I think he's a good shooter, but I don't think he's, you know, he's a outside shooter or anything that's going to be like, wow, we really need to now protect the paint from Giannis and protect the outside from, from, from Drew Holiday. You know what I mean? I feel like you got to respect the shot for sure. But it's not like oh you got to like he's a pure shooter you know what I mean like a like a like a Gallinari or 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 somebody who only shoots you know yeah so we'll see but I I had him at a B B plus but you definitely convinced me more because if it wasn't for what you said I probably would have had him at a B minus B instead of a B B plus yeah man the Bucks yeah, I think the Bucks had a great great off season but let's let, let's go back to our original to our team we we're supposed to do let's go back to the Pacers man so I gave the Pacers a C. Again, the Pacers didn't really do much besides draft Cassius Stanley's, and but then they did lose TJ Leaf. Uh, they're similar players, so then to me, that in my eyes, they don't get any better or worse. We'll see what Cassius Stanley ends up being like. He's he was good in high school, but again, that's high school. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that, that's what I have with Pacers. What do you have on the Pacers? I got him at a C as well, and actually, that was a team that we actually talk about keeping a star player. Uh, that was what they did with on Oladipo. There was unrest that he wasn't going to be on the Pacers very long. They were able to keep him. Now, granted, you know, he was recovering from injuries and stuff, so it's like he doesn't have had that much leverage to be like, oh, well, give me this or I walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but, you know, I, I think that they were able to keep Oladipo, but aside from that, average offseason. Didn't bring anybody in significantly in or out. They were able to keep, they were able to keep Justin Holiday as well. Um, so that's another solid point for them. And I honestly, I give them for that. I give them a C. I think they had an average off season. Okay. I got you. All right. Let's, let's just talk. Let's talk about the Mecca of basketball, man. Let's talk about the Knicks. I gave the Knicks a B minus. I gave the Knicks a B minus because, you know, they drafted, they drafted Obi top, uh, Obi top in top in. I think that's his name. How you say it? Oh, so pronounced Obi. I think I think it's Ob Ob Top Toppin. I'm pretty sure it's Ob Toppin. Ob, you said Obi, and I was like, oh, I thought it was Ob, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't Mr. know. Toppin. I don't know. Mr. Toppin, <laughs> yeah, the eighth pick. Uh, they traded for Amari Spellman, J- Jacob Evans, sign uh, sign Alec Burke, Nerlens uh, Nerlens Noel, Austin Rivers, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Uh, but the re- and the reason why I gave him B minus is because I I mean the Knicks suck. The Knicks absolutely suck. They haven't been good since like. Ever since like since like not even when Melo and Amari were there, they weren't even good. Um, and they, they, but they were good back then. They were a little respectable. They were making the playoffs. They were making. Didn't they go to the Eastern Conference Finals? I don't know what year. At some point, <laughs> maybe we'll in in the last That's ninety like, years. <laughs> yeah, in the nineties. But but let me find out. Let me find out. I think they went deep in the East 
at least in, at least to the at least in the semifinals at least. But I'm I'm gonna find out. All right, uh, but, but the re- but the reason why I gave them a B minus is because they, I, I at least they understand. Like I, I think I think the best way to heal a bad team is to have self awareness to understand where you are. At least they understand. Like we are a bad team, so let's just plan for the future. And you can clearly see that 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 they're planning for the future. Because check this out: R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitchell Mitchell Robinson, Obi Toppin, Kevin Knox, Dennis Smith Jr. Miles Miles Paul, Nerlens Noel, all these guys are all under twenty five. All these guys are all under twenty five. So it's like they have all this young talent. Who knows? One of them, one of them could one of them could be something great, you know. And all these guys are super young. And I think that that self awareness to understand, like, all right, we're not making a run anytime soon. Clearly, nobody wants to come to New York. Let's just plan for the future, you know. So and that's exactly what they did. So that's why I give them a B minus because that, that self awareness is important. How do you feel about the Knicks? Yeah, I, I gave him a C plus. You know, like you said, they got Obi Toppin, they got Nerlens Noel, Michael K. Gilchrist, Burks, and if honestly, if they could get those players playing at a respectable level, they could make. They, could, I know it's going to sound a little crazy, but they might even be, might even be able to make a fight for the for play for one of the last playoff spots. The East is so weak. The East is so weak. Like me, you, and three more random people could put together the clutch talk team, and we could be fighting for a spot in the East. I know, obviously, <laughs> I'd carry the team. But, you know, uh, 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 no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, uh, you know, I feel like the East is so weak that, honestly, you make some additions and you might be able to do, do something, you know. Um, Austin Rivers is a good pickup, too, you know what I mean? But I gave him a C-plus because, I, I, you know, I, I've been saying when I, when I gave teams an average grade, I said, oh, they got nobody in or out. I, nobody could have gone out. You know, they had nobody. So it's just like, uh, uh, that's why I just gave him a C-plus because no, no one could have gone out. And they just made a, they just made a, you know, a reasonable amount of trades. And back to that uh, conference finals thing, I was wrong about that. They made it to the second round in 2012, 2013, and they lost 4-2 to the Pacers. So, so you know, not, not a, uh, you know, a powerhouse by any stretch. But I, I, th- I thought they had done a little better. Because I remember, I mean, when they were in the – when they had Melo winning the scoring title, that was in New York. And – so, you know, I, I, thought, um, I remember them doing something, but, you know, it's just the East was really dominated by Celtics, then the Heat, then the Cavs. And that's kind of how yeah. it's been for the past, for the past, you know, decade or so. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, I got him at a C plus. Who do you got next? Next team I got is the Orlando Magic, man. I gave him a C. You know, they, they drafted Chloe Anthony with the 15th pick, signed Dwayne Bacon. But like I was mentioning for, uh, like with the Bucks, they lost DJ Augustine, which which hurts, you know, that, that's their, their, their starting guard. And as of right now, I don't think the reason why I gave him a C is because as of right now, I don't think they got that much better. Like they, all they, in my eyes, all they, and, and until these, until these rookies prove themselves, until Dwayne Bacon proved themselves more, until Cole Anthony proved themselves more, all they lost, all they got, all they lost right now is they lost a twelve-year vet in DJ Augustine. You know, that's a twelve-year vet that was a great uh, a Magic player. So that's all I got for them. How do you feel about the Heat? I mean, the, yeah. the Magic. The Magic. I got him at a C as well. You know, like I've been saying, no one's significant in or out. But this, I do want to give props to their to their uh, uh, front office because picking up Cole Anthony was a good pick. They got him with the fifteenth pick. And remember, a couple years ago, he was predicted to be a top 10, top 5 pick a couple years ago. Yeah. So they were able to get Cole Anthony with the 15th pick. And it wasn't – that was a uh, 
we'll see if it's a gem, but you know, like that was a good player to pick up. That was a solid pickup. But aside from that, I think it was probably one of the most average off seasons I've seen this year. I really losing DJ Augustine, like, yeah, he was a vet, but he also wasn't that good, you know? So it's like, it wasn't, it wasn't anything significant in my opinion. So eh, just average C off season for them. All right. All right. So moving on to the last team, the last team we got here, man, we got the Washington wizards. I went ahead and gave the Washington wizards a C plus, uh, they traded they, they traded for Westbrook and traded for they were able they drafted Cassius Cassius Winston which is a good guard he reminds me of like he reminds me of like a Kyle Lowry like a big like bulky uh, bulky guard signed Robin Lopez just signed the what I said just say fat bro <laughs> you're just trying to not say, no I'm just kidding no he's not fat uh, 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 signed the, the the Brazilian Mamba uh, Rato Neto. <laughs> Uh, they signed the Brazilian Mamba, so that's good. <laughs> uh, they but but the, again, <laughs> what hurts? What, what hurts is that they they lost John Wall. You know that that hurts a lot. And I, I, I'm gonna get to this a, a, a little bit later on, but I don't think John Wall. I don't think Westbrook makes up for John Wall. So I think to me, it hurts a lot to lose John Wall and only get back Westbrook. They lost Shabazz Napier. Which which also hurts. He was a great backup guard, great player at UConn. Uh, Gary Payton the second. <laughs> I guess that's I guess his dad's great. <laughs> his dad's great, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but the reason why I gave him the C plus is because is because I can't totally disrespect Westbrook. Westbrook is a quality player. They got a quality player in Westbrook, but they lost John Wall, and I think that John Wall and Bradley Beal. They could have worked out. They needed a little bit more time. John Wall's been hurt for the last like two years. John Wall hasn't played hasn't played a basketball game. The last time John Wall, think about this. The last time John Wall and Bradley Beal played together, John Wall was clearly the better player. Like everybody knew, John Wall is the best, John Wall is the alpha dog in in Wall and Beal. Wall and Beal. Now, I don't know if I would say that. I would say I might say Bradley Beal is a better player, right? And and so yeah. they, they go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just agreeing. Go ahead, finish. They, they, so, so they, they, they ruined in my eyes that that duo of Wall and Beal for for Westbrook and Beal, which I don't even know is going to work out that much, to be honest with you, because I feel like both both Westbrook and Beal are alphas, and and and, and it's fine. You, you, it's fine to have multiple alphas on a team, but I feel like every NBA team that has been great, there there has been one top dog. One top dog, at least. At least one top dog calling the shots. Everybody understands, like, all right, that's that's the guy. That's the guy, right? And when it comes down to it, who's going to be that top dog? Who's the alpha? In my opinion, it's Bradley Beal. But I don't, in Westbrook's opinion, it's Westbrook every 10 times out of 10. And so I think yeah. that right there is going to be a problem. I think that will be a problem. And I think that the duo of, of Wall and Beal is way better than the duo of Westbrook and uh, Beal. How do you feel about the Wizards? I give I got them at a B minus, but actually, you said you don't want to you don't want to uh, insult Russell Westbrook, but I think you kind of did because of 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 how, of how of how you place it. First of all, you made it seem like he's kind of a scrub compared to John Wall, but I think Westbrook is the better player between Wall and, and Westbrook. I, I would rather if it's straight up. I mean, and the the league thinks so as well because. The Rockets got – it wasn't a straight-up trade. The Rockets gave up Westbrook, but they got Wall and a pick. So, in their eyes, Wall plus a pick is equal to one Russell Westbrook, right? John Wall's so, coming off so, injury. So, 
Right. So that's another reason why I think Westbrook is a better player. Because John Wall's coming off, I think he had two injuries, right? He was just healing up, and then he, like, slipped in his house and, like, tore his Achilles or something, right? Something like that. I don't know exactly yeah. what it was. But, but so, so I gave him a B-minus because they got rid of Wall, who wanted to leave, okay? And they got the most out of that they could out of the situation, which was Russell Westbrook. You know, it, it, it seemed, and it seems like Westbrook wants to be in Washington. He wants to be the main player on the team. So it, it looks like it kind of works out for everyone. They made the best they could out of an okay situation. Uh, they got to keep Davis Bertans too, who no one's talking about, but he's a solid player. Bertans is a solid player, so I think they had an above-average offseason. But I think Westbrook is better than than, than Wall because Wall's coming off injuries, and I mean, and Westbrook, I mean, he's won MVP a couple years ago. Like we got to put a little bit more respect on his name. I know he's Westbrook and he doesn't shoot, but like his game is not shooting. Giannis's game is not shooting, and we know he's solid. Simmons's game is not shooting, and we know he's solid. You know, Westbrook's game has always been athleticism. What, you don't think Simmons is solid? Do we think – do we know Simmons is solid? I don't think he's solid at all. Simmons is solid. Simmons is a good defender. He's a good facilitator. Simmons is a good player. He's a he's great He's only good downhill. That's fine. He's a good defender too. You got to put a little bit of respect on these players, man. Uh, 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 look, uh, um, I think I think, I think think Westbrook is not a shooter. He doesn't need to be a shooter. He's, he's an athletic player. I get it. When he was younger, he could explode through defenses, and it doesn't matter if he clogged the paint, he'll just dunk over you. He's not the same anymore, but he still does that to a certain extent. And, uh, um, you know, the only thing that I'd be a little concerned about is not whether the 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 the, Celt- the, the Celtics, the Wizards got the better player or not, because I think the Wizards got the better player, but the Rockets got the better deal because they got Wall and a pick, and Wall fits better next to Harden. Then, then Westbrook fits with, with Beal. Like you said, Beal and Westbrook are both scorers. They can't both be scoring at the same time. You know what I mean? They need to complement each other. Um, and and what matters to them, too, is let's see if Beal's going to stay because there's rumors that Beal wanted to leave. Then he's like, no, I'm here to stay. But let's see because Westbrook has got a track record of pushing other stars away. You know, I'm not saying he's a bad teammate because a lot of superstars that play with Westbrook actually say he's a good teammate. But also a lot of superstars that play with Westbrook went out you know yeah. what i mean so 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 we saw it twice with harden or we saw it twice with harden alone and, and then we saw it with kd as well that superstars that play with, with with westbrook don't want to play with him anymore you know so so we'll see what happens we'll see if beal stays but i think they gave they, the, the wizards made the best they could out of out of the offseason they had out of the situations they had so i gave them a b minus got you got you and that's it, man. That wraps up our list for today, man. Jenner, we appreciate you coming on here, man. Talking some hoops with us, man. Talking some Eastern Conference offseason, man. It was fun. It was man, real fun. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited for the season to start up. It's going to be – so I'm excited, man, for the, you know, for the end of the season. It's going to be a different season, obviously. Like I said, it's going to be shorter. And I think it's going to be a slower pace. If there's no crowds, you know, for the playoffs, then teams might not care about regular season records so much. And they're just concerned about, you know, get rest your players as much as possible, but not don't fall out of the eighth seat so you can still make it in the playoffs. But I think this time we're going to see – we can see, you know, like a first-round Lakers versus Clippers because one team will care about, you know, regular season, the other one won't. And, it, you know, you can see that in the first round or, you know, a great first-round matchup that maybe would have been a conference finals in a regular year. Could be a first round matchup this year because I think I think this year regular season won't matter that much. It's just players getting prepared for the playoffs, especially teams like the Lakers and the Heat that went deep into the offseason. 
because, you know, they barely got any rest, so they're going to have to rest during the season, you know. So it'll be an interesting one for sure. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to be on here talking about that as well. That's it, man. Thank you very much for for having coming on, Junior. Thank you very much for everybody watching. And stay tuned, man. Go, as always, man, follow Junior on Instagram. We're going to put it right here, man. As always, follow the Clutch Talk at Instagram for some, some daily NBA interactive polls on the story. And, and stay. Uh, that's where all the updates, all the podcasts and all the channel updates are on there. Uh, go ahead and hop on there. Subscribe to the YouTube Show some love, man. Comment comment down below who you think is the best team in the Eastern uh, the best team, best offseason in the Eastern Conference. And that's it, man. We love y'all, man. We out of here, y'all. Clutch talk out. Thank you. Clutch talk out. After you take Brandy to the prom, you coming back to school with shades on your head. Literally looks like a jersey that you would leave out on the side of the street to get picked up by the garbage company like the next day. Me and Matt say we're 6'4", but I think we're each probably an inch shorter than that. Me rounding up hurts nobody, helps everybody. Basketball tales so strange, you didn't know that you didn't know them. So listen up, y'all. It's NBA Storytime, available wherever you get your podcasts.